0: You know, sometimes it can be difficult to watch your child when he or she struggles because they're not fitting in. Um, I remember our youngest, he he tried desperately to be part of the cool kids, little clique during elementary school, and it just didn't work. It wasn't a good fit. And so it was a struggle to help him find his footing and kind of find what group do you belong to or can you more naturally uh, become part of. I'm John Fuller with Dr. Danny Huerta, who heads up our parenting department, and Danny, Uh, I'm sure that you've had a number of clients over the years who have been in your office because they're really struggling fitting in, and um, it's not working so well.
1: It happens too often, John. It makes me sad to think about that because Mm. feeling rejected is like being punched, literally, in the brain. The way that it, it processes it is as if you were punched in the gut. By someone else or punched in the, on the body and I know my my daughter has had moments where she's been she's felt a sense of rejection and loneliness mm. in junior high and high school and girls can be mean uh, that's been uh, something that I've kind of laughed at and at the same time I gone deeper with with my daughter uh, my son and I will joke man girls can be mean but it's true there have been some mean moments uh, along the way and for my daughter uh, she's come home, and she said, hey, so-and-so invited so-and-so, and and they all got together, and they never told me about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, at times, it's been because of her faith, and they know that she wouldn't have liked what they were doing. And at times, they talked about boys, and they said, we know that you're not into the whole dating thing. And so there's, with the boundaries we've placed in our home, sometimes that's created for her, in isolation, um, because the values are different, mm-hmm. and other times it's just dynamics that are there. So it's been it's been a very good opportunity for my daughter and I to talk through some of these moments of loneliness, and mm-hmm. it's enriched our relationship. But it's tough for me to see her go through. Yeah. That.
0: Well, let's turn a corner and hear from Jean Daly and Lisa Jo Baker as they spoke with Jim Daly and me about identity issues that they themselves have struggled
2: with when they were younger. Jean, what about that? I know that um, the teen years, that can be tough on girls, especially girls. You grew up in Southern California. I mean, it was all about looking perfect, right?
3: Absolutely. Yes. I think you get those messages, even those of us who didn't grow up with social media, that yes, you know who are the the prettiest girls at school and and when I was growing up thin lips were, were popular. <laughs> we're a, in. Isn't it
4: funny the yes. things that change over yes. the years?
3: And I had I had the same size of lips when I was <laughs> six years old. So they were big at the time. <laughs> and I can remember standing in the milk line huh. in elementary school Aww. and a girl in front of me didn't know I was behind her and said, oh, yeah, Jean and Linda have huge lips. Mm. And I, so then my sixth grade picture, I smiled. I got my lips really (laughs) tiny, but those things, you know, they... They They do stick. They stick. Well, I'm glad you
2: have lips the way you do. (laughs) I love your lips. Thank (laughs) you, thank you. Let me ask you too, you had this exchange, and again, a lot of this goes to body image, which Mm -hmm. has captivated so many young people, so many Mm -hmm. young girls, and that's why we're spending a few moments on it here. But you had that experience with your dad, and Mm. you were going to see him, and you hadn't seen him in a while. It was his seventieth birthday, I think. Right. And it seemed like in the book, you mentioned your first thoughts were about your weight. And I
4: know. And how sad is it that having not seen him in so long, that's what I would be worried about? It's so ridiculous. No, I mean, I I think it's common. (laughs) Yeah, and I had, you know, part of it is my dad's a doctor. He's very health conscious. He, you know, takes fitness and exercise seriously. And I felt like I'm just going to prepare him. That we're just a little fluffier around the edges you know we are carrying some of our stress in our jeans and um, <laughs> so I called him and I just was like kind of trying to ease into mentioning that we're coming home a little heavier than than we wish we were and it was the most beautiful reaction it really was sort of the antidote to how my mom had responded with my beauty pageant question he said to me in his beautiful South African-British accent. Oh, my darling, no, just come home. The more of you, the better. Mm. We can't wait to hug you and hold you. And really, the whole time you're here, we really intend to put a few more pounds on because we've got all your favorite foods (laughs) planned. You know, and it just... I hope people listening are, are not hearing me talk about... This is not a conversation about healthy eating or exercise per se. It's really about healthy viewing of ourselves. And when you are viewed through the the lens of love like that, which mm-hmm. is really how God sees us too, I think, and you feel so lovable, it changes how you look at yourself in the mirror. So when I look at the pictures from that trip home, I just see joy. I see delight. I see family. That's
2: yeah.
3: beautiful.
2: It is. And it's a great way to see yourself. Okay, we've kind of looked at the self-image mm. of how we view ourselves and those things that hurt, whether it's about your lips or your weight or whatever whatever it might be mm. i remember a guy in high school i was a ninth grader he was probably an 11th grader i've mentioned this before he was a big dude a swimmer and he turned around in pe class and just hit me right in the sternum hit <laughs> it to the oh. point where it cracked oh. and he goes to his friend he goes see this this kid hasn't filled out yet like us <laughs> And I'm sitting there wheezing, you know, about to die. And I'm going, thank you for making me your example. But it, it happens in that way with the boys, you know, physique and, you know, are you
0: buff and built out? And somehow all those feelings follow us all the way through oh, yeah. life. Well, this is a big topic, Danny, that they uh, talked about. So give our listeners some do's and don'ts as we have kids who come to us saying, I didn't get picked. I I, I feel rejected.
1: Yeah, the first one is, is just listen. Listen to what the full story is and maybe ask questions around that and then empathize and validate. What would what would happen if you were in, those, in that situation or in those shoes? And then just be available for them as they're uh, grappling with this and then ask them, what are some ways I can travel this journey with you? Ask for the invitation. See how far they invite you into that. And then check in with them. Hey, how, how's that going? If you remember, maybe write it down so you remember. And then if you remember, they feel known and loved by you. A don't is don't minimize the fact that this is a lonely place and it's difficult and it hurts. And don't make it a quick conversation. Maybe you can say, hey, I really want to spend some time talking about that. Let's not rush this. Can we do this in an hour or in, and then follow through on that mm-hmm. instead of making something super fast because it's at an inconvenient time. And many of these things come up. At times that may be a bit inconvenient, uh, so be available uh, for the conversation. That's the key on the mm-hmm. on on that part like yeah. fast.
0: Yeah, I, I would observe what you said with a smile. Yeah, parenting generally isn't about convenience, is it?
1: No, it's I not. I mean,
0: th- these things come up, and and the good uh, opportunities that you have that you take advantage of are are priceless. So lean into that. And
1: John, I mentioned about my daughter, and at times we've been able to talk about. Uh, When we've paused enough, she's been able to see the the gratitude for the friendship she does have. Mm. Sometimes we feel rejection. We think it's all over the place and it's all bad. And it's helped rebalance her perspective. And she's well-loved by certain people. And then there's some people that it's not. And so... Being patient with the fact that you're rebalancing perspective at that mm-hmm. moment as well. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, I love what you said because that applies to helping our kids rebalance and, um, oh, us too, us mom too. and dad. <laughs> so, uh, for encouragement, like you've heard today, stop by our new parenting page. Danny and the team have uh, reconstructed that and it's full of great content, being refreshed all the time. And uh, we're going to link over to that parenting page in the show notes. Also, donate to the ministry as you can. Focus on the family helps parents around the world, and we would value your support as we do that. Make a donation of any amount, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift to support the work of Focus to partner with us. And we'll say thanks by sending a copy of Lisa Joe Baker's book, The Middle Matters, which from the conversation you can tell, I'm sure, is a terrific resource. Dr. Gary Chapman joins us next time with more insights on how to help your child feel loved. And for now, I'm John Fuller. On behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.